We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And, and so continuing our exploration of Bilal Asad's introduction to his book on uh, called The Formations of the Secular, we're just going through paragraphs here and there to, to, uh, to develop some concepts in our understanding of secularism. And so looking at this paragraph right here, secularism as a political doctrine arose in modern Euro-America. And this is the point we've already made. It is easy to think of it as simply requiring the separation of religious from secular institutions and government, but that is not all it is. That's the central point of the, of the whole class is, is that usually when we think of secularism, we think of just the separation, removing religion from government. But here Talala said is saying it's much more than that. Abstractly stated, examples of this separation can be found in medieval Christendom and in the Islamic empires. So this has been one of our questions. How does secularism happen in terms of the history of, of, of Islam? And so Talal Asad himself is saying uh, right here that it's been in our history itself and no doubt elsewhere too. So what is distinctive about secularism is that it presupposes new concepts of religion, ethics, and politics and new imperatives associated with them. So this is the point that in different words I've been making for the last few classes. So this, this is class number three. And in a way to imagine this point is that in our society, we often imagine secularism to be nothing. And what I mean by that is that <clears throat> you're removing religion from government and institutions, leaving nothing. That's not what secularism is. Secularism is its own value system. And secularism is, it's almost as though I'm saying secularism is its own religion that we're pretending is not a value system, that we're pretending um, is, is not a religion. So secularism is its own religion? Yeah. Our own system, own religion. Um, your question was just: Is secularism its own religion, or is it its own religion? Meaning, no, no. My question is: the secularism you said is own religion, or is a system? So both. Both. So I'm saying: so imagine if the dominant religion of our society, the dominant, not the most populous, but the dominant religion of our society was Christianity. Okay, and then. As a result, the government would be a Christian government. But then Christianity would use its own definition to even define what is a valid religion. So let's change it. Let's say Islam was the dominant you know, religion system, whatever word you want to use of our society. And the government was an Islamic government then it would give its own different definition of what are valid religions. So for example, in Islam, is Christianity a valid religion in an Islamic government? Anybody? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Is Judaism a valid religion? Yes. Yes. Zoroastrian? Yes. What about Baha'i? Islam, no. I mean, it seems as though maybe not, or just we haven't had an Islamic polity. The closest thing is Iran, you know, uh, where the Baha'is are not a valid religion. Uh, question, question. Yeah. Are we defining the word valid here? Does it just mean that it's considered somewhat based in a valid theology or is tolerated in society? Those are different things. So, so here we're saying if the power system is an Islamic system, would they recognize Scientology as something beyond fantasy? Probably not. No way. 
And but would they recognize Christianity as something beyond fantasy? Absolutely, they'd recognize Christianity as a religion with the whole community and doctrine and such. Uh, Sapan, what do you think? Does that answer I, your I think what we're essentially saying then is that we are essentially saying that valid religions are potentially any religion that exists prior to the prophet, and uh, non-valid religions are anything that exists beyond that, because the whole thing hinges on the seal of the prophethood, right? Because before yeah. that, we don't know which prophets founded which religions. So, but we would say through an Islamic lens, what is the religion of Jesus? Um, I mean, loosely, we would say Christianity, correct? No, we would say Islam. I mean, Islam. religion of uh, yes. Christian, yes. not even Christianity is Christianity, the religion of Jesus, right? That's the religion, sure. right? And so likewise, what's the religion of Moses? Peace be upon them all. Islam. Islam. Right? But... Judaism and Christianity are given legitimacy as a body of people. I don't mean to push back on this too okay. much, right? But it's, it's, no, I mean, it's, that's the whole point of the discussion. Yeah. But isn't the concern, right? It's not a question of really, do they have legitimacy? It's a question of how much empirical certainty can, or so epistemological certainty can we assign to that uh, validity? So uh, Musa al-Islam... No, 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 that's not what I'm addressing. I'm not addressing is this truth. I'm addressing is it being recognized as a thing. What thing? As a, a thing that should be given legal rights and legal status. So okay. if, if, uh, if uh, an, uh, an example to the counter of that would be in the latter years of the prophet, peace be upon him, you have Musaylima, who comes along and claims to be a prophet. And he is not only openly being called a liar, he is being fought. Whereas the same is not applying to, to Christians that are claiming that are following or to, to Arab Christians. They're given some amount of legitimacy. So it's not a question of who's going to get salvation. And it's not a question of who has truth. We're saying oh. if, historically, if we're speaking of an overarching Islamic system, it's defining who has legal legitimacy differently than how an overarching Christian system would, which is also further different than in how an overarching secular system would. So how, so, the, again, I don't want to push back too much, but yeah, yeah, how then does that factor in with Muslim rulers in the uh, South Asian subcontinent, where Hinduism was tolerated to a degree, but is certainly very different than monotheistic Abrahamic religions? Yeah, but the point is that Hinduism was given, you know, under under various Mughals, yeah. it was given legal status. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that Jainism was given the same status. Right. And then uh, who knows how many other traditions there were that were given no status. Okay. I think I get where we're going. I'll, I'll stop the question. Okay. So, so, so just to make the point, to complete the point, and I'll come to you, uh, Dr. Malahad, in a second. So what I'm saying is that in a secular system, it's using a different approach to determine who is given legitimacy. Yeah. Uh, Malahad. Uh, so the religion have elements right the required element to become a religion so like what that. are the elements of secular religion that's a question for all of you so to be so america is one type of secular to be recognized as a secular uh, secular religion or no, no i'm sorry america is one type of secularism different than france different than other countries how do you get recognized as a religion in in america anyone all of you know this, but you're probably trying to be too much too philosophical in answering it. Don't you have to just like apply for yes nonprofit status or apply, you apply for you, government recognition? You apply to be recognized as a church. Yeah. And so the point that I made last week is I could uh, make an organization and I could call it Masjid of Chicago and have my own system of beliefs. And those system of beliefs could be literally anything. I could call it Islamic Masjid of Chicago. 
and my beliefs could be whatever I want them to be. And then I apply to be recognized as a church. And it's not going to be based on my beliefs, whether it's recognized. It's going to be based on whether I do the paperwork correctly. Right? And so, so the point is that in the American secular system, it doesn't matter if your religion is truth or has any claims of truth. It doesn't matter what your history is of your tradition. You could literally invent it right now. And then you fill out the paperwork to get it recognized as a church. Any thoughts? So that's the one element, right? What else is there? So um, there's still, uh, even in America, there is this concept of cults, right? Sure. Uh, and so what would be the difference there? So I remember, you know, back in, I think it was 1995, David Koresh and, and Waco, Waco and all everything. Yeah, Waco. And they weren't recognized as a religion. They were recognized as a cult. Well, I would say and, cult is not a recognition. Meaning right. we can look to see if they actually were certified as a church, as a nonprofit status. But the problem there was that, uh, was that they were amassing arms. Right. Yeah. And, and so if they, if the, uh, a lot of groups uh, in, in uh, American history, old and recent American history, will decide that, okay, the government is not following the constitution, therefore we don't have to listen to the government. Therefore we don't have to follow any of the rules of the government. And Waco is more in that category. We often will call them militias. And, but uh, it's probably not hard to look up. Did they actually get recognized, you know, as nonprofit right. church status? And you mentioned right. that you you asked that you know what is what is more into it, right? The elements wise. So what about the theology? What's the theology, the theology of the secularism? No, no, no. Okay. First, I'm saying in terms of the secular belief, oh, okay, okay. In, as a secular overarching system, it's defining a thing. It gives a category called religion. And in if the Islamic system, whatever it is, forget you know the history of empires for a second. I'm just saying, in a theoretical Islamic dominating system, yeah, it's going to have a different set of categories. And and if we use the word religion, we're probably going to confuse everybody. But if we say what deans are recognized in an Islamic polity, it's going to be maybe four or five. And in fact, all the different versions of Christianity, it's going to treat the same way. Because if I'm, if I'm a Catholic, um, and so in terms of a, a recent history of Christianity, Mormonism, from my perspective as a Catholic, is Mormon tradition valid? Nope. Not even close, not even remotely. What about Protestant tradition? Nope. If we're getting technical, no, it isn't. But I mean, Protestant tradition comes in recent history. But when Islam was expanding, when the Islamic world, Muslim world was expanding into Sham, into Syria, a lot of the Christians appreciated Islam's expansion because under the Romans, these Christians were getting persecuted. But the Muslims were saying, all right, you're one type of Christian, you're another type of Christian, you're another type of Christian. Okay, you guys all have Zimmi status, you all pay jizya, and you're all protected. Right? Because the Christianity of the Romans is different than the Christianity of Najashi, which is different than the Christianity of Bahira, the monk. See, those are three different types of Christianity that the Islamic polity was treating all as one and the same. Yeah. But under the Roman system, one type of Christianity was accepted. And so again, what is the key point that I'm making here? That anytime you have an overarching system, it's going to give its own categories of everything. Right now we're just focusing on religion. So a secular system, how does it give its own categories? It basically says you have to, or an American secular system, you have to apply. And then if you do your paperwork properly, you're granted, you're given full status of a religion. Whether your 
tying into a religion that's 1,400 years old, 2,000 years old, 3,000 years old, or five minutes old. So, or, um, yeah, go he, ahead, Brother Monson. Sorry. So, uh, I, no, and, and, and probably this will uh, change the topic. But yeah. uh, uh, I mean, even in Pakistan, though, uh, if we think about Qadianis, uh, they are recognized as a religion. Uh, they're just not recognized as Muslims. Uh, and yeah, if they that's, if that's they agree to point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if they if they uh, agree to declare themselves Qadiani, uh, then they have all rights that uh, any non-Muslim would have uh, in Pakistan. I mean, at least for according to the law, right? Uh, how that plays out is is different, but certainly but that's what the law would saying. would say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that sounds like the the plight of the Baha'is in in uh, Iran. No, there's a, a about the Qadianis in Pakistan. Yeah. The um, so, for example, they cannot use the name Masjid for Masjid. They can't put Laila Ilila. So the again, yeah. the Pakistan. That's the point. That's the point no, no, yeah. no. So, and, and, but, saying and, so, that you can call yourself whatever you want, just don't call yourself Islam. Right, and and, and then then under the law, they would have the, the rights that non-Muslims would have. They're just not going to be called Muslims, but they 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 have the the rights. Of non-Muslims. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, uh, relate to that point. If we were to have a hypothetical Adiani Ahmadi, whatever term you want to use, state, this name might apply to a Sunni or a Shia, right? Right. And and so, what is the what is the point that I'm making? So last week, I said that most of what is determined to be valid in dunya is based on power. And so now what we're adding to that today is that power, uh, uh, every system of power will use its own category system. And and so, so the point here is that we often think of a secular system as no religion. I'm saying no, it is its own, you know, uh, uh, religion or or. Uh, philosophy or value system with its own system of categories and it defines religion in its own way forcing all the religions to be shaped exactly the same way and what does that mean number one yeah Uh, uh, you know uh, just to dilate on that just point so you of know, Pakistan. You just called me Ahmed as opposed to. So no, no, Omar, Omar. Uh, yes. I said just to dilate, uh, just to dilate on that previous point about Pakistan. Uh, what frequently uh, escapes the notice of people is that Pakistan is a thoroughly secular state, which uh, basically legitimizes Islam. It's not Islam that legitimizes Pakistan, because it's the constitution of Pakistan which says that there shall be no uh, law. Promulgated in, promulgated in Pakistan contrary to the Quran and Sunnah. So without that preamble, it's uh, a, an equal playing field for every quote-unquote religion. So it is the state that is defining the religion in Pakistan too. Because it takes me back to the, uh, uh, to the point that this guy was making, I forget his name, he who drafted Iraq's constitution and uh, uh, Noah, Noah Feldman, uh, when he says that if it's a truly Islamic state, there cannot be any constitution. And uh, Quran and Sunnah would have to stand on their own and uh, be subject to a constant uh, interpretive uh, process. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, that point will come to in a moment because what's built into what you're saying mm-hmm. is that the nation state system is mm-hmm. the dominant system. Okay. Exactly. So the point is, is theoretically incorrect, but we'll get to that in just a second. First, I want to make sure. Uh, uh, there's a there's a one question on the on the chat room. Let's see. Please ask questions. This is a discussion class. Feel free to unmute. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, going back to Brother Safan's point, why did the early Muslims treat the Hindus as the people of the book when they conquered Sindh? I know Hinduism has some monotheistic aspects, but overall it was a polytheistic religion. Okay, this is a wonderful question. Uh, we can answer this a couple of ways. One way we could say is because Akbar wanted to marry Hindus. And so he got a bunch of scholars who would legitimize uh, his, his stance. Another way we could say this is pragmatically speaking, the Hindus were a giant majority. And, and so to, they, they were given status 
so as so so that the Mughals could remain in power. And so a lot of discussion, a lot of deliberations are not based on theology or belief as much as they're based on pragmatism. Uh, Muthab, what do you think? Uh, yeah, thank you for your point. Uh, I have trouble hearing you. Jay, can you Can you speak here? He's writing it. Okay, okay, sure. So, so do y'all get the point? The, the key point that we're making so far is secularism is not an absence of religion. Secularism is its own valid is its own value system. And I'm going to use the word religion. It's its own religion. Defining for itself what is also valid as a religion. And so it has, like this quote says, it has its own categories and concepts of ethics, its own concepts of politics and such. And, and I'm saying that in response to, we often imagine secularism meaning moving religion. No, you're putting another religion in its place, in the place of everybody else. So many people have sensed its novelty and reacted in a variety of ways. Thus the opponents of secularism in the Middle East and elsewhere have rejected it as specific to the West while its advocates have insisted that its particular origin does not detract from contemporary global relevance. So simple point, what are we saying here? Even if it started with the West, uh, much of the whole world is secular, whether we want to believe it or not. So Omar, I have a question. Yes. So when we say that, you know, the, the, the secularism has its own uh, ethics and it's, it's a sort of like really its own religion and, you know, defines its own categories, you know, for other religions. So, wouldn't it be uh, uh, normal to say that really the if we uh, divide the, the human life into two spheres, you know, uh, uh, personal and public. So the things that really matters to your personal, you know, you want to believe whatever you want to believe, things that really does not have any uh, effects or things, you know, uh, to the public, right? Uh, for example, uh, you know, just just take an example of uh, some of the, the the hadood that Islam has, right? Um, because that pertains to a public matter, so that's where the secularism comes in and say no, because the uh, you know that's the public sphere, that's a, that's that's our realm, that's where you know we're going to take care of that. So in that sense, secularism or any other ideology is really uh, affecting or taking control of the public sphere, but or privately really, you know, how you want to bury your dead, how you want to marry, um, you know, uh, how you want to pray, you know, how many gods that you want to believe, as long as you comply to the, the, uh, to, to the, uh, the public law or the social law, you know, that's okay. Okay, so I would say that is part of the formula of the nation state. So the modern nation state, which is give or take uh, about 200 years old, but especially about 60 years old in most of the world, what you just described, Brother Khalid, describes how the nation state is operating. The nation state is saying, we control public space. Yeah. And then if you are going to have a religion, then we control what your public space is going to be like. We give you permission or what is going to be a house of worship. Do whatever you want in the house of worship, whatever way you want, fine. We're going to determine what type of land you can use for your, for your cemetery. Do whatever you want there, uh, but this is the space where you have to do it. Okay. Whatever you want to do in your house, fine. And the core principle is that if we determine you're a threat, then you know we're gonna, we're gonna stop you. But so the yeah. point is everything you said, I would apply it not necessarily to secular state, but it is part of the same subject, but primarily to a nation state. And the nation state is a modern invention. So because <clears throat> as of today, I mean, my understanding of this, the secularism is like a separation of the religion institution from the state institution, right? Mm -hmm. In the public history. That was, I, I understand it. And then, you know, the freedom and equality and everything else. So it's more like a denial of a religion. What you're saying is that it's, it's all, secularism is own religion. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, uh, I'm, I'm saying that secularism is pretending to be not a religion. Yeah. But it is a, yeah. uh, its own religion. Its own, no, I my, mean, here call it a value system. 
Yeah. My question was that when we say this word uh, recognize, re- recognition, right? Yes. This is like, and so to say, like accreditation, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're recognizing something yeah. as, a, as, a, as Islam. And then we discussed earlier that all the variations of Islam, for them, Ahmadiyya or Shia or all, they're, they're all Muslim, right? Yeah, Sunni, Hanafi, doesn't matter. Yeah. Even though we can't tolerate each other, we call each other, you know, you gave very good example for Protestants and, uh, you know, the other different uh, denominations within the Christianity. Mm-hmm. But when, so when we say that, you know, the, the secular state recognize Islam or Christianity, but in Islam, for example, in America, uh, you can't really have two wives officially, right? Mm-hmm. The people... Or, you know, uh, you have to marry, we like back home, you want to have, uh, you know, even when you bury your dead, right? The grave should be like a little bit higher than the ground over here. You know, you can't, I mean, it has to be really, you know, you go to graveyard sometimes, you're really stepping over other, other graves, you know, in funerals and stuff like that. So how do you, I'm, I'm a little bit really confused then, you know, the, what you just mentioned about the nation state concept versus secularism. So mm-hmm. where is that dichotomy or, you know, this thin line that, that makes them different? Mm-hmm. So this last part of your question, little by little, we will get to, inshallah. Um, but the first part, yeah. The first part is the nation state is saying, okay, if you want to be classified as a religion. So the American nation state is saying, if you want to be classified as a religion, perfectly fine, apply. And here's how your religion is going to look. So if we take a step back, Imagine all the big religions are different birds. So imagine one, uh, one uh, bird is, is a chicken. Another bird is an eagle. Another bird is a peacock, right? Another bird is, is a hawk. Yeah. And then, and so when it flies, if it flies, it does its own thing. Okay. And then the nation state says, okay, that's perfectly fine, but all of these birds are going to wear the same helmet. All of these birds are going to be in the same exact shaped cage. And that's what the nation state does with every religion. Omar, in that case, I mean, uh, is it not a, a pragmatic necessity that we have secularism or a secular institution in the form of nation state to guard against the caprice of power or the arbitrariness of a religious authority? Well, I mean, uh, back to the very first class, we're not saying secularism is automatically bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so there's a quote right here. Taylor takes it for granted that the emergence of secularism is closely connected to the rise of the modern nation state. And he identifies two ways in, in which uh, uh, secularism has legitimized it. And actually, right before this, there's a, uh, somewhere around here, there's a quote. Uh, I mean, basically, somewhere here in the introduction, and we might have read it before, uh, I don't think we have though, that, uh, here it is. The eminent philosopher Charles Taylor is among those who insist that although secularism emerged in response to the political problems of Western Christian society in early modernity, beginning with its devastating wars of religion. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so when we looked at the, the history, the simplistic history of major ideas in the West, we said you had in the 1500s, you had the Protestant Reformation and you had the Renaissance where the Protestants are saying, hey, we can get closer to God without the church and we can understand our religion better without the church. And then that, then we have the Enlightenment, which is saying we can live a better life without uh, religion. Part of the reason this is rising is because you had all these wars between Protestant nations, and so they're arguing that okay, you have all this destruction, and so secularism is also being formed to minimize the fighting among religions. Yes. So from a pragmatic perspective. It, you can even argue that it has a good intention by saying, let's pretend there is no dominant religion. And this will get everyone to start accepting that as the power and we're not going to fight each other. So yeah, pragmatic, absolutely. Is, is it possible without secularism that we would not be able to live in the U.S.? Because secularism uh, deems us worthy to reside in the U.S.? Meaning if, because, there was a, 
if it was a right-wing Christian nation state, yeah, we would not be living here. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Uh, just a question, I, I, I suppose, or maybe yeah. less a question and more kind of laying this to another point, right? Yeah. Is before you were ha- we were discussing like what Hey, so part you're kind the, of breaking, the, the uh, breaking framework, up, right? Could, uh, could you repeat your, your question? You broke up in the first part. Yeah, so we were talking earlier about what religions are counted as valid within a secular system, quote unquote, correct? Yeah, yeah or recognized, yeah. Am I still? I think we lost him. Yeah, hey, so far, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't hear what you're saying. You're on mute right now, anyway. So, okay. Uh, while we're waiting for Stefan, anyone else have any questions or thoughts, reflections? Assalamualaikum. I mean, now secularism, you know, Islam and those religions, uh, they have uh, long traditions and uh, books and stuff that that defines it. It's still, you know, it's amorphous. Means uh, different people define it different ways. Sure. But secularism. What would you say, you know, how is defined? Because, you know, the way French uh, interpret secularism probably is the extreme. And then there are other, you know, ways to do it. Yeah. So this is an important question. Yeah, this is why I'm emphasizing American secularism. American secularism is different than French secularism. And and ultimately, how does it get defined? It It gets defined by the collective representative body in the government that gets to dictate what it is. So, so as is the case with France and many European countries right now, you know, they'll give a lot more leeway to to Christian symbols that they won't give to Muslim symbols. So for example, Switzerland, they just banned the, 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 the burqa, the niqab, even though how many people in Switzerland probably have wear the niqab? I don't know. 13. 13? Three zero. Three zero. Thirty people, and because of thirty people, they've they've uh, implemented this law. So, so what is part of the modern idea of government? Part of the modern idea of government, we see this even with the American founding fathers, is that okay? People, by their nature, are going to try to capture and exert power whenever they can. And so part of the design of the US Constitution is how do we minimize that? How do we keep that stable? So in the design of the US Constitution, one aspect is, is no endorsed religion, but that doesn't even come until the, the Bill of Rights. The first is the separation of powers to make sure no one has too much power. That you have to go through this whole bureaucracy to gain power and to exert power, right? The judicial, the executive legislature. And then you have the Bill of Rights, which is to further limit power in favor of dissent against the government. Because the First Amendment, free speech, the Establishment Clause, is saying the government can't, uh, can't endorse and, and prohibit uh, religion and such and speech. Who does that matter for? It, mas- it matters for the minority population. If you're part of the majority, it doesn't, no one cares. Or the right to bear arms against the government and limits on searches and seizures from the government. And so the Bill of Rights is, is focused on further protecting you uh, from power. But it is part of the idea of the authors of the Constitution is that when a person can get power, they're always going to or almost always going to try to seize power, no matter who is the victim of it. And so, so is it possible through the Constitution for America be, to be turned into a legally Christian country? Yeah, it's very hard. In terms of popular culture, much easier. Uh, so hey, were you about to say something? Well, also because, uh, also with, with the uh, um, the thing is, uh, even if you take the, the religious folk from, uh, from, from America, uh, you know, the Bible Belt, uh, uh, you know, uh, people from that general area, and it's not just limited to them, but you know, that's, that's where they're heavily concentrated. The thing is, uh, with the New Testament, all ahkam have been mansuk. So uh, even if America wanted to lean in that direction, it could not because the Old Testament, which is where all the ahkam are, 
they're they're no longer followed because uh, the new the the very purpose of the new testament was to wipe out that which came before it mm-hmm. uh, in terms of in terms of law you know um so uh i don't so even if america i don't think uh america uh even the, the government or the vast majority of the people i don't think they um they would want a um a, a religious state a non-secular state uh but if even if they did it would not be possible based on just how the religion is made now uh, okay so i would i would partly agree with you in terms of how people imagine christianity but if uh uh, I run a media system that we'll call Fox News, and I run an internet system called Breitbart. And then I say the liberals are out to ruin us, and the Muslims are out to ruin us, and the Chinese are out to ruin us. We need a strong version of Christianity that has all of the old laws. How many people will, will follow me? What do you think? Many. I'm I, think, I think many, many will follow me, even though from a theological perspective, you're correct. But again, I'm saying that in, uh, in uh, uh, the, the system, we can call it whatever we want. We can make it whatever we want and call it Christianity. Just like we can make it whatever we want and call it Islam. Globally, it's more or less the same thing too. We were speaking in the context of, of our society. See the point that I'm so, making? Yeah. So I'm oh, two oh, questions. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Zohid, oh. do you see the point that I'm making? Yeah, I see, yeah, I see that right there. Yeah. Uh, so two questions. One is that when... I think the secularism in the USA, when it started as a moment, right, for the separation of church and, uh, you, know, you know, the religious government, that's how they started it. And then, you know, that's, that's possibly one of the reasons. So is, in the French, is the same way they started it? Or, and also the second portion of that question is that, you know, within the Islam, uh, are we are saying the Islam as of today is a religion or we have our own version of secularism in the form of sex, and taklid and follow-ups in a different okay. uh, paths internally. So in terms of the formation of France versus the formation of, of uh, America, there's two, fun, or a couple, but two fundamental differences. The first one is, is France is already an indigenous land, right? Nobody moved here to France. Yeah. Uh, whereas in America, it's basically people went to a whole new land and then wiped everything out to make a new country. That's one fundamental difference. So it's almost like you're starting from zero by erasing everything that was there, you know, sort of like Israel in, in the Palestinian territories, wipe out whatever's there and make your utopia. The second really big difference is that France historically is Catholic. Yeah. America historically is Protestant. And, and so the first difference is what? It means you don't have a central authority in, in Protestant tradition. The people become the authority. In Catholicism, the Pope is the authority. And also, I mean, historically, there are also multiple Popes at a time, but the point is that you do have an authority separate from the government. And so the authority that the American Revolution was pushing against was who? The king. Whereas the authority that the French were pushing against was were the kings, the monarchs, as well as the church. So there are different dynamics in terms of, of the history. And then if you walk around America and you walk around France, France, you're still going to see a whole lot of history present. America, the history is even wiped out too, except for little tiny, tiny uh, 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 what's the word, little tiny reminders of history. And so it is a very, it's almost like a different uh, 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 galaxy. Omar, there is one other thing with, uh, we have no, to- uh, Hold on, Zave, one second, there's a question online. Oh, really? okay, thank you, let me, let me check. I have a question to ask, is the USA secularism and amalgamation of judo-creation uh, teachings? and will to live freely from religion, as they say in the constitution, God we trust, how can this be? How can we pick and choose some religion and reject other parts of religion and do it in name secularism? Okay, good question. The whole idea of Judeo-Christian is completely an invention. Yeah. Uh, and, and so even right now there's push to make it Judeo-Christian Islamic or just to use the term Abrahamic. And so that part is just pure politics. And so the founding fathers were uh, most of them, not most of them, some of them were, were Christian Protestants, but a lot of them were deists. And so they believed in a supreme being, and they, but they believed that the supreme being um, was not involved in life. So we had to figure out how to operate life. So Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, all these guys were deists. And so this idea of Judeo-Christian comes much, much later as a political thing, because 
very rarely in the history of the world do you see Christians respecting Jews. I mean, that's mainly in, in the past half century, but uh, most of the history of Christianity, Christians are persecuting Jews in every single way possible. So that's a recent phenomenon. And God we trust is also something added later on too. Uh, uh, what is the purpose of, of uh, what, like, uh, oh, actually, it's, uh, Dr. Pazi had a question, and then I'll come to you, Zohib, and then where was that? Uh, and Brother Salman, Salman Wahid, uh, let us know if you have a follow-up question. Uh, Dr. Pazi, you were saying something? Yeah, uh, I was uh, making a comment that uh, in terms of French uh, secularism, you know, uh, we Muslims have to keep in mind that uh, we tend to view the uh, French secularism primarily through Islamic prism and Muslim uh, reference. And the same thing is uh, 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 the French we, uh, uh, direction towards us, because the French view towards Islam is also uh, viewed and tinged with a very long history of uh, religious antagonism which the historical consciousness of the French has not transcended. So a French, a French Catholic is perfectly fine being a French secular, but he cannot see that uh, same secularity or uh, uh, the issue of uh, equality being extended to Islam. So, so the political uh, dimensions of, uh, or, of religious confrontation has to be kept in mind. And, um, and, the, and the, in America, it was uh, absent to a certain degree, which is why we find at least a certain degree of tolerance for Islam and Muslims over here. Uh, I think some of that also relate to the point of politics. I think all, a lot of that also just relates to, you know, what does it take to have power? That mm -hmm. uh, um, in the same way, there's a whole lot of senators that are super pro-Israel. There's a whole lot of senators that are super pro-Saudi Arabia. And, mm -hmm. and some of that is just purely what is going to give me power, you know. And so right now, you know, Macron and others, you know, their key to power is antagonism of anything related to Islam. And it might be that as Muslims in France get more organized, that, you know, praising Islam and including Islam might be politically expedient, you know. So your point is well taken, uh, but I'm also suggesting a lot of that just relates to the whims of, of where power is. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was, I was uh, wondering what your take is on this recent um, uh, affinity uh, and the little alliance between uh, uh, Christians and Jews, uh, because as you said, for the uh, mass uh, majority of history, Christians have been doing the persecute uh, the persecution of Jews. Sheikh Yasser Qadi he mentioned something in one of his talks about the shaping of the modern world in 1914 that he says that. Um, uh, the Brits, uh, they played a major role in this uh, Christian, uh, Christian Judeo, uh, Judaism alliance because um, one of the, uh, I believe, uh, one of the weapons that they used in World War One, I, I think it was like napalm or just some sort of acid, basically, the, cr the creator of this was a Jew. So it was kind of like one of these things where, okay, you scratch, you scratch my people's back, I'll scratch yours. And uh, that kind of uh, began the whole uh, 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 particularly in the last uh, 70, uh, you know, well, I'd say the last hundred years, just alliance between Christianity and, and Judaism, um, because uh, then he actually uh, asked uh, the Brits for a place for the Jews to call their own homeland. And the original idea was that for it to be in Uganda, not actually in the area of Palestine. So point being, I'm just, I'm trying to get your, your thoughts. What do you think were the motivations of uh, this recent um, affinity that these two groups have for one another, which it basically goes against the grain of the last 2,000 years. So uh, when I hear terms like uh, an alliance between Christian, Christianity and Judaism, that automatically is a red flag that that's probably false because Christianity is not a thing. You know, it's not a person. Judaism is not a person. There are Christians who do things. There are Muslims who do things. There are Jews that do things. Yeah. That's, that's the first point. The second, uh, in terms of the history of the Brits, uh, then and now, I'm skeptical that they have any appreciation for, for, for Jews in any capacity, right? No, no, I'm, I'm not saying they do. I, I'm, I'm saying that they're, they're being very uh, utilitarian about it. Very, it's, it's about well, I mean, in terms of power, sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm skeptical that because somebody, somebody comes along and makes a weapon that they, we, that they are going to give up anything. Um, 
but in terms of American Christianity, American uh, uh, and relationships with Jews, I think we have two sentiments. One is the sentiment of regret and reconciliation that we find in a lot of Catholic leadership that the approach we've taken of calling Jews Christ killers was wrong and destructive. The other is just the evangelical Christians who, who want the return of Jesus, for whom any, any uh, alliance and respect towards the Jews is not because of power, but just part of the process of seeking the return of Jesus. You know, I've had conversations with students of mine, I'm thinking of one that I may have mentioned, an Israeli student, where, you know, Netanyahu came and spoke in Congress and is getting uh, standing ovations over and over again. I said to him, don't think this is out of respect for Jews. And he goes, this is all because of the rapture, right? I go, yeah. Is that the largest, most aggressive political movement in the history of America is Christian Zionism. And so for so, them... So the the, uh, the Jewish presence is part of the process, but not part of the endpoint. What do you think? Go ahead. So, no, yeah, I don't have uh, thought uh, like uh, further. I, I just want to kind of get your opinion yeah, totally. this, yeah. uh, um, between, yeah, maybe not Christianity and Judaism, but between groups of Christians and Jews. Um, yeah, and like I said, so on the Catholic side, um, <clears throat> um, there seems to be a bit more common conversation of, of regret, even as soon as, as recent as, you know, the conduct of Catholics in the Holocaust. And then on the, the right-wing evangelical side, it's, it's do whatever it takes for, for the return of Jesus and for us to have dominance over the rest of the world. Uh, well, Omar, one, don't you think wait, this uh, is a time? So Omar, on the Zohair point, I have uh, one comment that, you know, it it's looks really nice to hear that, oh, what Muslims, is this the Muslims are doing, but not Islam, and this is the Christians doing, not the Christianity. But in reality, the impact is going to be hurting back to the religion and the whole theology. So, like I mean, uh, and this is, like, whatever the actions are Muslims doing around the world right now is, is no, you know, we, me, everybody... Islam is not a thing, meaning we can say... Islam is a religion. Islam. Yeah, but that's, it's not uh, a thing that makes decisions. Meaning you're not going to be able to walk around and say, okay, where is Islam? Show me what Islam is. But, but you know, the, the followers are following the, those, the same framework, right? And they are, they are claiming that they are... They are the, well, they then are it's not the affecting right. Islam, it's affecting Muslims. See the key difference that I'm making? And, but and... actions of Muslims are actually, you know, it's kind of like causing the problem for the, the core, which is the Islam or Christianity or Judaism, right? Okay, 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 I'm saying is, is, get rid of this language of what is Islam, what is Judaism, what is Christianity. You can say the actions of, of a population is affecting another population. The actions of Muslims are affecting Muslims. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it may affect the iman of Muslims, right? Or it may affect the, the life practice of Muslims, and that's for everybody. You see the, the distinction that I'm making? Because where and what is Islam? This will take time. This took a lot of time for me to, 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 to process myself. Yeah, no, but I'm looking for, I'm just thinking about the cause and effect, right? I mean, yeah. at so, the end state. At where, the end where's state the effect on, where's the effect on Islam? Well, you can see the, where the effect of Islam after 9-11, we're still dealing with okay, that yeah, apology. That's, that's, that's the effect on Muslims. Islam is a thing in people's imaginations. A building is a physical thing. A Muslim is a physical thing. Okay. Your time, we'll come back to that. But uh, let me let me uh, let me go through a little bit more on the book, inshallah. So Taylor takes it for granted that the emergence of secularism. Oh, this we've already looked at. There's another big point that I wanted to uh, address. Uh, okay, actually, this is related to your point, Malahat. So one point I'd like you all to think about is this concept. Forget the term. The term is not important. Is overlapping consensus. And this is related also to what you're talking about right now, Malahat. Uh, so part of the idea of the nation state is that when you put people together in the nation, there's going to be things that they agree upon whether they realize it or not. Okay. So if we talk to Muslims in Chicago, there's going to be some things that we agree upon. It may be belief, it may be how Muslims should, what Muslims should do, it may be how Muslims should be treated, whatever it is, there's going to be some agreement. Even Sunni, Shia, 
Ismaili, you know, Adiani and such. What would you say are some things that all these groups would agree upon in terms of uh, quote unquote Muslims in Chicago, Muslims in America? What do you think? Even if we don't recognize each other as Muslims, where would they all agree? Uh, it looks like you're speaking, but you're on mute. Oh, yeah. On on site on events, like what or any to get defensive <laughs> collectively. <laughs> anyway, where would everyone agree? Yeah, they would, they, they, no, 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 they would agree on you know the the uh, one God, you know the Tawheed in the, the way they explain it. The Quran and the, the, the prophet, at least. Yeah, right? all of you are thinking of theology. Yeah. The no. real yeah, issue where everyone about agrees. Chicago. You're no, no, no Chicago. you're all talking about theology. The real issue where oh, everyone agrees yeah. is that I should be able to live my life and earn fairly. That's where we would all agree first. Long before talking about theology. See what I'm saying? Uh, Balikbal, are you speaking? One of the things, like, the Muslim should be treated well, you know, yeah. you know. Let's say before even caring about theology, that's probably higher. Uh, Brother Fozan, you were saying something? No, you're absolutely right. I don't think it's the U.S. I think it's anywhere and everywhere in the world. First, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm using Chicago just because I know Chicago the best, but, you know, <laughs> where you be, are. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, earning, safety, shelter, security, and being able to do what I want to do, you know. Yeah. It's going to be these material things long before the theological stuff. Maybe, you know, the people in this class, yeah. Michelle, are so pious that, you know, <laughs> everyone in this class might say, no, I have to be able to make my prayers. Everything else is secondary. Sure. But, but for most everyone no, but, else. But, yeah. Go ahead. But even, even uh, I mean, I mean, just, uh, I mean, I think wouldn't we put being able to practice our religion at the same level, at least as being able to do all these other things, not not saying necessarily it's the first thing, but and I, think that's uh, I would, would include like. that in the category of safety, security. I think yeah. we would like that, but the common Muslim at a corporate job, when it's time for, uh, you have Juma versus attending a department meeting. Is that an easy decision? Uh, I think. Not, all, yeah. not all the time. Not all I, the think, time. I think most of the time the department meeting wins. Yes. And so, so what is the overall discussion of this class? My goal is for us to move out of our imaginations of what things are like and to get into the real issues of, of how we live life. That'll give us a better understanding than to, um, so when we go back to the imaginary aspect of it, that when we're looking at the cold reality of, of the choices that we make and including the cold reality of how society operates, right? Because I kept emphasizing last time, it's all basically about power. And so the big point of today is power is determining what is valid, what is not valid. So that brings up another point that, you know, we we are thinking that we are pious or religious, but we're not. Well, that's yeah. That was we the kind point of the first day. The what, first day, what, my point was that we're a lot. We're probably a lot more secular than we might realize. Right. Uh, here. Yeah. So I have been taking a philosophy class and reading about um, uh, Hobbes, Thomas Hobbes. Sure. Uh, so basically, he went. He lived his life through the civil war in in Britain. Uh, so his perspective, uh, he creates this uh, Leviathan, is this uh, monster. Yeah. So that so basically he wants to have he, he sees everything as as perspective of uh, saving life, right? That is his basic thing. That how can you do that? So he has to create this state which can provide at least the security uh, of of people. So I guess your point that the basic thing is security, but since it is provided to us, we don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about other things, but in reality, that's where you start. Any system would start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, security and stability, 
right? And so part of the formation of the whole secular system, uh, our default is to look at it as negative, negative, negative. But if we look at it as a positive, you know, related to Dr. Kazi's point earlier, the idea of setting, a, setting up a secular system is for stability in society. Yeah. So people are always, are always fighting for power. And when you throw religion in, it becomes a very powerful tool in terms of getting people to fight for power. I just realized uh, Dr. Kazi was making a point sometime earlier, but then I cut him off. Um, but I don't remember what it was. Do you remember what it was, Dr. Kazi? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's, uh, very interest, it's, it's very interesting that we see, we, uh, we think of religion or secularism as uh, sort of constants. And uh, from your discussion and so forth, we have also have to keep in mind that this has to be a constant process that every generation would have to be engaged with in the, mm -hmm. in the process of maintaining an equilibrium and so forth. Just to uh, show an example, uh, and it's very fashionable for us to talk about like the uh, Jewish Christian alliance and so forth. Uh, whereas in history, there have been at least as potent, if not more potent, Jewish Muslim alliances uh, in Spain and in the Ottoman uh, Turkey. So we conveniently forget them. I mean, I don't know if we'd use the word alliance in those cases because Muslims were in power, but. Muslim but, relationships with Jews were often stronger in history than Muslim relationships with Christians. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the, uh, even now, the Jews are not in power. It's the Christians who are in power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you, have, if you have no America, then you have no you have mm -hmm. no Israel. Um, mm -hmm. We're we're finishing off. We only have a few minutes left, and Brother Hashem yeah. raised his hand, and then we're probably going to close it shortly after that. Okay, Bismillah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of attended a, a little bit late, uh, uh, but uh, I guess I have a comment in uh, question uh, question two, and uh, what the brother Omar you said a lot of things I do agree. Matter of fact, I'll just make a two comments here that you said that you, everybody in Chicago will concern about their, you know, safety, uh, their, uh, uh, you know, where the, the income is going to come from. Matter of fact, if you look at it from a theological perspective, Professor Lawson said, you know, people going hungry, you know, if they're going hungry, if they don't have food, they might even lose the religion. So that's what yeah. the, the basic necessity makes, makes it very important prior to even the religion, right? So that's the, I totally agree with you, and I think that's a very uh, important to realize that. Second comment that I would make is the, uh, um, and then it's also a question, is that uh, we need to think about it, especially being a Muslim, we have to think about the theology. Hard to say that the word, a perspective, but the, uh, but in Islam, uh, either uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran is that either it's Islam or it's a Tagut, right? It's a, it's, it cannot be both. So it's either uh, one or the other. So my comment here in the question is that, isn't it that the, as a Muslim, we should look at it from that perspective that the, today what we're looking at is, uh, or what we're studying the secularism or Judaism or w any other uh, system of, of life that we are studying is, is a ta'ud. It's not mm -hmm. that we cannot study it, that's a reality. So we have to study the reality but shouldn't, as a Muslim, we should always keep in mind that whether there is Islam or there is a Tawud, and we're studying the Tawud. So we should not mix up the Islam with the Tawud. That's the kind of comment and kind of question. I mean, so I would say that it seems like Brother Hashim has been spending a lot of time with the Hizbut Tahrir. I haven't talked to you for <laughs> a long time because uh, their definition of Islam versus Tawud is very different than Dr. Isfar's uh, definition. But that will be something we will get into a little bit later on, inshallah. Uh, <laughs> In any case, uh, we're we're at uh, we're at eleven thirty now, and and so uh, uh, for all those of you who who still have further questions, if I can ask you all to to hold on to them for future classes, and some of the questions, including Brother Hashim's point, we will inshallah also get further into it too uh, as well inshallah. So uh, uh, I hope you found it to be a beneficial uh, discussion inshallah, and we will continue. Uh, next week, I was I was requested to make it a hard stop at uh, at eleven thirty, and that's where we are now. So, um, if anyone else has uh, any other further questions or comments, um, feel free to to send them my way or send them to to Malahat Inshallah. And otherwise, uh, 
سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك الله يوفقك ان شاء الله and we'll see you hopefully next week جزاك الله خير السلام عليكم